I believe in the Church of Baseball. You're listening to the Complete Game Ministries Podcast, where we love baseball, we love God, but we know baseball is not God. You trying to say Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? You're going to hear from players, coaches, and baseball ministry guys from all over the world as we talk about what it looks like to be faithful on the baseball field amongst the F-bombs and the two spit. So put on your cup and grab a Bible as we talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ in the language of baseball. Now batting, your host, Justin Dillard. All right, welcome to episode four of the Complete Game Ministries podcast. I'm Justin Dillard, and I am joined today by Luke Sawyer from the Dominican Republic Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Luke, how's the weather down there in Dominican? It's a lot warmer down here than it is up there for you, my friend. It's 23 degrees in Denver. So it's about 23 degrees in San Pedro. It, it never even sniffs 23. It doesn't even think about 20. 23, Dude, they don't not, even know I'm what 23 degrees is. within 50 degrees of 23 degrees. Dude, your refrigerator is not 23 degrees. It's not. Trust me. That's my only snow shoveling I do is when my refrigerator ices over and I got to bang it out. It's awesome. All right. Well, I good. feel like I'm I'm in cold weather. Good for you. I'm good, glad you're here. four minutes. You're, basic, you, you're, you're on permanent vacation in the Caribbean. I am. It doesn't feel like vacation half the time, but uh, you can look at it that way. Uh, the, I, I, dude, I need to make another pilgrimage down to the baseball mecca of Dominican. And, uh, yes, you do. Come couch it with you. So, Absolutely. Well, until that happens, I'm glad we get to uh, jump together via FaceTime or Google Hangout or whatever we're on right now and uh, continue to do what we've always done. That's talk about Jesus through baseball. So. Um, yeah, technology is awesome. I love it. Yay, technology. So what we're going to be doing here over the next uh, set of weeks, we're going to jump into a series in First John. Um, mm-hmm. And before we jump into actual First John, I kind of bring up the fact like, I don't know, I feel like a lot of, especially like Christian, well, probably Christians in general, but Christian baseball players, like we do a lot of Christian things. We operate in Christian culture, some of us. Some of us really dislike it, um, but none of us actually you – know, like we, so we maybe go to church. We may do all the right things, but how many of us actually jump in and read the Bible every day? Well, dude, it's the same way like – it's the way I always term it is – you know, I don't know if you've had a best friend. Um, I've never had a best you, friend, but I would like to have one one day. Well, we can work on that. <laughs> but, um, but when you have a best friend, right, you're spending a lot of time with that person. You're, you start to do things the way that that person does it, right? Like yeah. when I, I mean, coaching with Matt Dar, I know you know Matt, and a lot of people might not, but I, I started to say, <laughs> I started to say things the way that Dar would say them, or have similar jokes. I was spending so much time with it. We were coaching so many teams together. Yeah. And it's the same way with the Word of God, man. When, like when we're steeped in the Word of God, when we're spending time in it, we're going to start to think like what the Bible tells us. Is happening, and we're going to start to say things like what the Bible says because that's what we're spending time doing. Totally, dude. That's where. <laughs> well, that's my what I like to call the Zoolander effect. The Zoolander effect. The Zoolander effect. When I was when I was at Yavapai, so I'm in JUCO, and there was like me and we had suites there. So you know, I had me and a roommate, and then two other roommates. You know, we're all all baseball players. We shared a bathroom, and um, but anyway, we had like a ten day span where we watched Zoolander every day. 
That makes you seem so old because I don't even know if that movie came out while I was alive. Bro, I'll, well, <laughs> let, let me back that up because this was 2000, had it been 2002, 2003. It was like my sophomore Was that right year. after you guys watched the Charlie Chaplin movies? Buddy, it was on VHS. We watched it on oh. a VCR. <laughs> like I, We popped it in and had to rewind it so we could watch it again the next day. So That's awesome. Dude, I'm trying to think what else we like. Was PS2 out at that time? Because I know we played Madden. If we had a PS2, why did we need? Why didn't we have DVDs? But I, I, I have I, no idea. I wasn't alive, dude. I'm gonna punch you in the throat next time I see you. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we watched Zoolander every day for ten days straight, and lo and behold, after you know through that uh, through that ten day span, but then definitely after that ten day span, we didn't have to watch the movie anymore. It was just playing on repeat in our head. We ingrained it into our minds, and we would quote the crap out of it. All the time, you know. That probably gets annoying for everybody else who's not in that group of four. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I don't care. <laughs> but, but so we we, were, we did. We we quoted the junk out of the thing, and uh, we we're like, but we were like, drop. There was nothing funnier than dropping a line in a different context, but it was similar to the context it was in the movie. And then, it, mm. you know, so like, if you hadn't seen the movie, it's not funny. But then, like. You know, but the guys that had, we all think it's funny because we know what we're referring to. Anyway, so it's like, but we knew it so well. Why? Because we just spent time in it, you know? Um, you know, it's the same thing. First John is a great place to to jump in with the Zoolander effect. It's five Ooh. chapters long. It's exactly. short. You can read the whole thing in a, in a sitting, like, how I don't know, 15 minutes maybe. So you carve out 15 minutes, you can jump through First John. You do that every day for 10 days straight. You're going to have the Zoolander effect, meaning you're going to be quoting it. You're going to understand it. It's going to be in there, you know. And um, you know, dude, and, there's so much richness in this book too. I mean, absolutely, definitely. So yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm pumped. And and for as a baseball guy, I like it because it has. I feel like it has a lot of black and white statements. You know, it's mm-hmm. like where it's not super mystical or it's like okay or abstract like i don't even know what that means or what does that look like like no it, it means what it says <laughs> yeah homeboy's pretty straightforward yeah so anyway so i am pumped to jump into this i encourage anyone who's listening to to jump into first john especially if you're if you haven't cracked a bible or the only time you crack a bible is when somebody says hey turn to this verse you know but you ever actually jump in there and spend time in the word of god this is a great place to start um, yep so anyway, so right now we're just going to be looking at what the first four verses. Yeah, first four. And I'm excited about this too, man, because this is with our staff down here. I mean, we're spending this whole year doing First John. Okay. We we started in September. We're going through August, and we're just spending the whole year in these five chapters. Dude, that's awesome. So, so this is fun for me. Okay. So ta- you know, well, yeah. Since you've been swimming in this, why don't you uh, take us into the the first four verses? Yeah, so um, I'm going to go ahead and read it just because I think it's important that we hear it and we read it and everything else. Absolutely. So I'm reading from the NIV. I don't know what you're using. Um, But that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at with our hands and our hands have touched, that we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it, and we testify to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. So we proclaim to you that we have seen and heard, so that you may also have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. Hmm. 
Take it away, my friend. <laughs> All right, dude. I like how. So John John's claiming to have been a witness, like he was there, like he, like so what he's about to say and 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 share, um, and through this letter is like, dude, I, like I'm not just passing on. This isn't secondhand story. Like I saw it, I touched yeah, it, he was I lived it with him. Yeah. So a- after living this, but then I, what I love the fact is that like, so what he experienced by wa- literally walking with Jesus in the flesh. Um, no doubt would be life changing. I mean, so what, what we would call our, our walk now, we're not physically walking with Jesus because Jesus has ascended, you know? Um, but for our walk, our faith walk, our walking by faith and not by sight, what we do now, like we, and we see, you know, God still transform lives. John got to do it physically in the flesh. Well, I mean, it's the same thing as you're talking about with the Zoolander effect, right? Like, John spent three years walking with Jesus. We could mm-hmm. probably venture a guess that he started to talk like Jesus. He started to say things like Jesus said. Them. Yeah. I mean, especially if you just get the idea of what a disciple was. Like, I mean, there's all these little groups of dudes, all these rabbis, and, you know, in Israel, they're walking around, and they had this competition with disciples. And it was whoever ended the day the dirtiest was the guy who was the most, who was the closest to the rabbi. Hmm. Right. So you can imagine these dudes and, you know, we've got, you know, if you know anything about John, he was one of the three guys that was most intimately connected. She can venture a guess that a lot of those days, John was the dirtiest dude at the end of the day because he was getting all the dirt off the sandals of Jesus walking right behind him. That's awesome. So he lived it. And but all that stuff that he lived and experienced what he's saying in verse four, uh, my version says, these things we write so that our joy may be made complete, is that all those things that he experienced in those three years still isn't complete. Like one, just by saying like, I'm writing this so that my joy may be made complete, meaning like it's not complete yet. It's not complete yet. Like as cool as like we think that would be, it's like that wasn't it. Right. You know, we do that. I think we do that the same, you know, with within just the, our playing careers, man. Um, like we, we just had this last week, you know, cause it, last week was Turkey or the, the Thanksgiving. So we had a, an alumni Turkey bowl with this, this high school that I help with around here. And, uh, you know, so we have, you know, it's cool. Like this, we had enough alumni back that like, they didn't know some alumni didn't know each other, you know, where, you know, so there are guys like, you know, there's the guys on like last year's state championship team, but then there are guys like in the first graduating class. And then now they're all together you know, for the, this first, for the first time really. And we're just, you know, reminiscing and reconnecting and playing some football, which we didn't play as long as we used to play because now even the young guys are old. <laughs> so we played, oh. we played for like an hour, like I'm tired. Let's get out of here. Um, you know, but anyway, so, but it, it's cool when you see that even within there, like their playing careers wasn't about their playing careers even. Like some right. of some of them like finished once they got done with high school. You know, a number of those guys still play college ball. You know, but then even the, like you know, for guys like us, like now we're done with college ball, but we're still a part of the game. And it's like, you know, now I think we really get to experience what it was that baseball was about. Like right. in, in the moment, because it, it, it's not about the moment in the moment. No, and I was you know I was walking through this a little bit with with some of my guys over at the academy this last week, and there's this dude. Um, 
who who has ventured through the academy. He's in the states now um, playing. And by the academy, uh, you mean the Baltimore yeah, Orioles academy? Yeah, the Orioles academy down here that I do chaplaincy stuff for. Um, he's in the states now, playing very well. He's doing a great job. Um, but he was just this last year. He was in the academy, mm-hmm. and now he's you know three four steps ahead of the rest of these guys. And he's rehabbing an injury right now. He's in the academy, so he's with me every week and. Um, you know, just working out or whatever before he goes to spring training. And I was talking with him and some of the other guys, you know, about his time here wasn't meant for his time here. Like now he's here. What does it look like to invest in those guys that are three and four steps behind him? right now? Yeah. You know, what does it look like for him to, for his joy to be complete based on in this dude's, I mean, he's solid, solid loves Jesus. And, and he's, you know, he's walking it. And what does it look like for him to invest in these guys who are, you know, younger, who are walking these steps that he's already walked to make his joy complete? Yeah. Yeah, man. There's something about well, – it's almost like closure where you're, you're going back and, and investing in the – like this is – this is I, I, I was where you were. I felt hmm. the way that you felt, you know, and, and this is – these were my struggles. This, these are the things that, you know, and ultimately where God brought me to – that God has given me to give away. Like what, whatever God gives us wasn't meant for us. I was not, that wasn't meant for you. You know, like that, this wasn't for you. Like that was your, you know, so if, if we start hoarding our experiences, we start hoarding our, even our, our talents and our skills, like your, your, your joy is incomplete. Like you're, 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 you're choosing something short of the fullness of what, I mean, complete, like full, like everything. Right. You know, like that's, well, that's why we're calling it complete game. Like, so that's the gist of why this ministry is called complete game ministries, because the game is incomplete unless you understand what the game is pointing to. And because the game doesn't point to itself. Well, and if you think it, just thinking about John, I mean, bringing it back here for a second is let's say, you know, those, you know, guys who walked with Jesus, mm-hmm. let's say they took that and they guarded it. And they didn't give it away. Yeah, we're not here having this conversation. No, because yeah, you, you know, be, the witnesses to Jerusalem, Judea, to Samaria, to the ends of the earth, bro. We are the ends of the earth, like that. Exactly. Like <laughs> that got to us because they were on mission and they obeyed what what Jesus asked them to do. Because yeah, that your joy is incomplete until you give it away. Um, well, and you know, man, like this, we've said it so many times, and in different scenarios, but if it makes sense in life, it makes sense in baseball. Yeah. Right. If, if, if the game is only meant to point to something that's bigger than the game, this, this says something deeply spiritual to the way, not only that we approach baseball, but the way that we approach life. Well, like it's, it, definitely. I mean, like where, if you, if you believe Jesus is the son of God that came to save all, you know, that, that we were called to be a part of God's kingdom, that God created us for a purpose, that Jesus saved us, that the Holy Spirit's power lives in us. If you believe that, then everything points to Jesus. Right. Every, everything, you know, and especially, like, so honestly, yeah, yeah, we're we're here to say the, the game is incomplete until you understand what the spiritual, you know, the physical is incomplete until you understand the spiritual that it points to that baseball is incomplete until you understand how it points to Jesus and how you can live out the gospel on a baseball field within, in the context of surrounded by real guys, you know, that you're trying to, you're trying to execute, dude, you're trying to win ball games, you know? So there's, there's a right and a wrong way to do that. There's, you know, it's hard to guard your heart 
from the things that the world says are important while, you know, but then really what John here is saying is like, dude, my joy is incomplete until I give it away. Um, well, and that's what, I mean, if you just think about it from a baseball perspective as well, I mean, I, I think that your experience maybe is similar to mine. I don't know. Um, but when I finished playing and kind of ventured into the coaching, but also the, the baseball ministry world, I kind of realized for the first time in my life that, you know, we all have this dream our whole lives and it's good. We need to have this dream. Um, but at the end of when that dream, you know, in a sense died for me, that dream and everything that I had had for the first 20 years of playing baseball, Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't meant for that. It wasn't meant for that. It was meant for the time that I gave it away. Yeah. Yeah. It was meant for the time that, I mean, from a physical sense that I started coaching, you know, and I gave away the baseball that I'd learned because I mean, just for me specifically, um, you know, I was never a good hitter. You know, I stayed in the lineup because I could catch throwing block, um, you know, and they hid me in the back of the lineup and I bunted a lot. But because of that, because of that, I learned how to hit. Mm-hmm. I studied it. I spent time in it because it anything I had, it didn't come naturally. So then when I transitioned into coaching, I understand hitting. Mm-hmm. I might have not done it well, but I understand it. And for all those times now that I had, you know, as a player struggling through that thing, dude, we just all that. Okay, there you do go. what? So you oh, froze. Sorry. Yeah, you froze. But all that experience, everything I had, was just meant for the time that I gave it away. And it's the same way with our lives spiritually. As we've mm-hmm. been walking with Jesus, like in my baseball world, in the time that I, you know, the four or five years. Yeah, you're cutting out, man. Yeah, you're frozen. Hopefully we get Luke back. But yeah, but the gist of this is like it, you know, or even what he was saying there that the when you're weak, Christ is strong, you know, so we know that in our weakness, Christ is strong in his weakness of hitting. He had to learn how to hit like he couldn't just roll out there and do it like he had to learn how to do it. Um, So and honestly, and a lot of our failures on our struggles, we got a battle to figure it out, man, when. You know, you were the guy in high school. Then you go to college and realize that there's a dozen other guys just like you, and you and you're trying to figure out, okay, who am I? Um, and you're 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 scratching and clawing and trying to to figure that out. Well, yeah, so that's the same thing, man. You're th- those struggles where you are weak. That's where our dependence on Christ comes, um, and you learn. And um, that always happens, so so that you can give that away. So whether you do that right now. As a um, as a teammate, you know when you become the upperclassman, you got lower classmen com- lower classmen coming in, and they're trying to figure it out. Man, mentor them along, um, pour into those guys, and be- well, one for for the greater good of the team. Um, so Luke is officially out <laughs> uh, for the greater good of the team, man. Pour those guys in because when when you all succeed, you know. Um, then you succeed as well. Your success apart from the teams is, is worthless. Um, so which John understood, which all the disciples understood, like Luke was saying. Um, so the way that, um, and we got Luke, you back? Yeah, I'm back. Can you hear me? Yeah. So, so basically I was talking about <laughs> telling them about. Sorry, how, third world living. Okay. Yeah. Blame, blame the third world country. It's not, <laughs> it's not your fault. It's the Dominican's fault. Um, right. Exactly. <laughs> But uh, but I even liked how you're saying how you had to learn how to hit 
um, because you couldn't do it naturally. You know, so that's just another that's a example of in our weakness, Christ is strong. Um, mm. You know, so where we're weak, we have to depend on him where we, you know, within the game where we're weak, we got to learn and figure it out. If you had to learn and figure it out, then you have something to give because you right. went through the journey of finding it to begin with. Um, well, it's walking the steps before people have walked them. Yeah, exactly. So I just feel like, you know, right right now what we're about to jump into for the next, you know, uh, few weeks as we l- walk through First John is we get to get what John felt like he had to give after three years of walking with Jesus. And we get to jump into hopefully a number uh, of people listening can read this every day, you know, and and like <laughs> have the Zoolander effect where you're you're planning that. And in your heart, you're renewing your mind daily to, you know, like you were saying, it's like you, you hang out with people long enough. You're going to start walking, talking and acting like them. And we're going to call that following Jesus. Then your walk actually is a faith walk where you're walking and following in Jesus's footsteps, saying Jesus's words, doing only the things that you saw the father do, saying only the things you heard the father say. You know, so that's you can't I don't know that you can follow Jesus without jumping in the word like that. Um you know, you so can't. we understand that. <laughs> well, and I guess that's something that we understand as baseball players that the rest of the American culture doesn't understand because we understand that, like, you got to show up. You, you have to get your hacks in every day. You got to get in the gym every day and you can have some time off. But, like, that's not regular, <laughs> you know, right. Like, there, there's something about it to where it's like. And nobody cares to sit there and watch you take hacks off a tee or soft toss, but it's like that's integral. You can't not do it and then still be able to hit. Um, so we know as baseball players that you got to show up every day and get it done, you know, even when it's not, you know, I hate the, this ad, sexy, you know, it's not sexy. Right. Nobody Like nobody's going to sit, you know, buy a ticket to watch you take hacks, you know, off, off of a tee. But at the same time, it's necessary. Um, so being a follower of Jesus, man, it's necessary. So, you know, this is how your faith can mirror your game. If you are as intentional and motivated in your faith as you are, um, as you are trying to make it to the big leagues, man, then man, what would that look like? Um, well, dude, and, and not even in a, a baseball analogy, but it just makes sense, right? Like if the Bible, if the word of God is the way that God one of the ways, let's say one of the ways that God can speak to me right now. It's one of the ways that I'm communing with God, right? If it, in my marriage or for whatever, you know, guys who are listening who are married or, or have girlfriends or whatever, if we're not communicating with them, that relationship's not going to be very strong, right? If I'm not talking to my wife, our, our relationship's not going to be great. It's the same way with God. If, if I'm not spending time with God, how can I expect that I'm going to have that some strength in that relationship if I'm never with them. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense. So in the same way, we're going to spend that time with God, but in the same way John just said, whatever you get from it wasn't just meant for you. So don't don't read it in a closet and then pretend like you know go about your day like you didn't you know. But you're you're given something to give away. And we're going to take a break to hear from our sponsors. So stay right here on the Complete Game Ministries podcast. I have to take a quick second to give a shout out to my favorite sunflower seed company, Chinook Seedery. No joke, they're the best seeds I've ever tasted and they support athletes in action. 
So they're about doing good things in this world, including handcrafting the best tasting seed flavors out there like Parmesan pepper, Hatch Green Chili, Smokehouse Barbecue, and Cinnamon Toast. That's right, I said Cinnamon Toast. Not only are they the best tasting seed, they're somehow also the healthiest seeds on the market. So if you want to give them a try, head to ChinookSeedery.com and use the promo code COMPLETEGAME25 for a special 25% off discount. Seriously, go check them out if you like seeds because they're freaking fantastic. That'll do it for us here on Episode 4 of the Complete Game Ministries Podcast. Look for us later in the week, and we'll hear a testimony from Hunter Bingham. So, for Luke Sawyer, I'm Justin Dillard. Go fight win. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out in.